You didn't expect me to be ready, did you? I didn't. You jumped right on it, and I went, oh, wait, I don't have headphones. I've spent the last mm. two minutes unwinding headphones. We have actually seen each other recently, which is... Yes, yes, we have. Um, we didn't take a selfie. You know, I meant to take a selfie. We didn't actually have a picture with both of us. Right, but we are two men in our 30s, so... <laughs> <laughs> I did happen to capture a picture of you, though, uh, after you re- specifically requested some mayonnaise <laughs> from the waitress. I did. For your, we, we were at a breakfast place having breakfasty things, mm-hmm. eggs and whatnot. And both of our meals, I believe, came with potatoes, a, a kind of, a, you know, squarish potato, like hash brown. Home, home style, I believe. Home, home style, home fries. And there was ketchup on the table, but that would not do. No, no, You no, instead, no. you asked specifically for mayonnaise. A little cup of mayonnaise. I motioned with my hands for the, the size that I needed. <laughs> well, And okay. you did. You dipped what? those potatoes in the mayonnaise. I did. I did exactly that. But let's dig into your side of this breakfast, uh, oh. peeling back the curtain. Uh, oh, careful. Y- y- you ask a lot of questions of the waitress. Um, as to her favorite dish, which which has me thinking, I don't do this a whole lot, but the minefield that you're walking through is that uh, she would say to you, um, she, you, you know, you ask like, what do you think about the like eggs, whamma, shlamma, ding dong? And yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh, people buy it. It's not my favorite. But then... You, <laughs> And then you have a choice to make, and this is the choice that I don't ask because I don't want to know, is that what if, while because you asked it, you then go, actually, that eggs, whamma shlamma ding dong, is exactly the dish I want. And then you have to say, like, hey, thanks for your opinion, but no thanks. Do you have to so go into it going, like, <laughs> I'm going to take her opinion or his opinion? I don't know. What is the what is the gender nonspecific term? Uh Waitron, <laughs> the waitron, right? Exactly. Tell me your tell me your thought because this is outside of my. I guess I is this not a th- is this not a thing people do a lot? Well, I mean, if I'm between two dishes, I will ask for like an, an either or at times. But you, uh, right? You went for like, hey, the whole menu. <laughs> so it's actually funny because I did that at a different restaurant. The next day that I went to for lunch, and I, I must do it more often than I realize. But here's the thing: if it's a restaurant that I go to regularly, I already know what I want, or there's a couple things that I know I enjoy, and I can just pick it. I need no input there. Sure. But at the establishment that we were eating at, uh, there were lots of choices that all seemed good to me, and so I could have chosen something. But I like to know what the person thinks, and and I have no issue. With them saying, like, I love this and this thing, uh, but this thing tastes like the underside of a foot, mm-hmm. but it actually looks good to me. I have no problem saying, you know what, actually, I'll take the underside of the foot because <laughs> that seems good to me. I take, you know, I'm not worried about uh, offending them. And that you, You're the, not worried they're going to think to themselves, like, why ask me if you're not going to take my opinion? You know, normally in social situations, <laughs> I try to limit my interactions with people as much as possible, but for some reason, this... In in this restaurant, asking the waiter waitron's uh, opinion, I don't know. I, I have no no qualms with this. At, at the at the other restaurant, I, I went to alone, 
because uh, I like to read at lunch sometimes. And mm-hmm. I uh, I asked the uh, the waitron, please listen. Sit with uh, me. <laughs> I said, listen, you know, he actually, in a, we need to get to a second about when Waitrons like sit in the booth next to you and talk to you about their appies. I don't like that. <laughs> but th- this Waitron knelt down next to the table, which I feel a little awkward about. And I said, listen, I, I this is my only second time here. Uh, what, what are some things you like? And all the things he pointed out were fried things, to which he remarked that, you know, I'm a simple guy. I said, okay, well, that's fine. But I didn't want any fried things. So I said... I, said, I'm, I, ch- I'm a classy fellow. Now, no, what no, would you I pick said, for a, a, a man with my my <laughs> deluxe palate? No, no, no. And so I just said, uh, you know what? Uh, I appreciate your input. You know, I'm going to get, I'm gonna, I don't even say that. I said, okay, well, I'm going to get this other thing. And I have no problems with that. But if they say something that strikes my fancy, I'll say, you're right. I'll take it. And I don't know. It's a, uh, I don't know why I do that. I, I don't just something I do. Okay. Yeah, I noticed you, you did it a couple times, and I was like, "Wow, this." Uh, I picture you someone as uh, you know an introvert on the ISPJ uh, Myers mm-hmm, Briggs, mm-hmm. Uh, leaning that way a little bit more. I don't know. I could swing both ways, you okay. know. And uh, I would say in about ninety percent of social interactions, yes, I will choose like at an airport or on the plane. I don't want to talk to anybody. And, you know, I'm I got my headphones in. I'm doing stuff on my computer or whatever. In an but, Uber ride, you don't uh, lean up and oh, talk to your Uber no. driver. No, no, no. He he says, uh, "Hey, how's the day going?" I just sit there silently. I <laughs> pretend I don't speak English. Uh, but for some reason, uh, with a waitron staff, I feel like listen, we have something uh, I can. You know, you work here. You're here all the time. You You're might stuck have here. Infor- <laughs> well, you might have some information that I'm not privy to about said menu. So I ask. Now, I do not like. The feign over familiarity that some establishments try to establish. I think like, we all know how you feel about call- people calling you honey or sweetie. No, I don't like that. But all, I feel like Outback is especially heinous at that, where they used to like sit next to you and show you the menu. I, I don't like that. How do you feel about that? I, I can't say I, I am I'm ambivalent. Is that the right thing? So you don't mind if, if they just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's you, you yes. use that correctly. You don't mind if they just slide right in next to you in the booth and and point out every appetizer. I can't say that happens a whole lot, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess if they were super close to me, I'd be like a little bit of space here. But right, I, right. maybe what you do is if they go to like sit down, you're like, no, 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 I'll stand up and and come to you. <laughs> well, the thing is, it usually happens in a booth. You know what I mean? So you're you're trapped. I don't like that. It feels like a car salesman. <laughs> Right. Well, if yeah, because if you need to go in the restroom at the moment, you'll excuse me. Well, yeah, that too. Can we finish this later? Anyway, I just want our listeners to know that you specifically requested mayonnaise, staying on brand, with uh, the Nate Baranowski condiment uh, opinion. So, I, who I am on this podcast is who I am. So potatoes too, huh? Just just potato home fries with mayonnaise. Sure That's a thing. Sure. Yeah. You don't put mayonnaise on a baked potato, do you? Well, here's the thing. French fries are potatoes. Fair Think enough. Think about it. Think about it. So yeah. tater tots. Every any potato based thing I can dip in in mayonnaise, no problem. Or chipotle mm. aioli. So I saw that you did a chalk drawing of a car the other day. I did. I did and it rained. That. It rained on you. Yes. Your your artwork is is very impressive. I always appreciate uh, you do awesome work. Thank you uh, very much. How, how do you? recover from 
a rained on chalk drawing? Like, do you just kind of smudge things around? Do you have to start from scratch? How? Do, what do you do when it rains on you? Well, I put a plastic sheet down. Mm. Um, <laughs> okay, like a ba- like a baseball field cover. Yeah, like a baseball field cover. It, it's not perfect because if there's any amount of water, it seeps under the plastic. Um, mm. And I think we have a lot of of chalk artist listeners uh, more than the typical podcast due to my that's right the, the circles I run in. So uh, yes, you're very popular, I think, Nate. I, well, in in one small niche, we uh, us chalk artists know each other. Yeah, that right, this right, is right. true. It's it's a community. Right, exactly. Um, but I think you just kind of learn over the time. Like you will never perfectly protect it. You can put you know a moat around your piece with lava. <laughs> And you were you like you'll still get some water damage, and then you just gotta, um, you know, dab it off with a towel if you can. Wait for it to dry, and and go again. Now this this has just struck me. You know, if you were to to paint something like that that shipping container you did the other week, sure, that's permanent Correct. for the most part, right? Yes. How how do you feel about and like your t- your Tijuana flatses? Those stay there for a long time. Sure. How do you feel differently? Is there any sense of loss when you do like a chalk thing and and with the knowledge that it's going to disappear soon? Uh, maybe at the beginning, but now I kind of enjoy the ephemeral nature of it, just because Ooh. it is it is something that makes seeing it even more special because you're seeing a piece of art that will never exist again. Mm. Uh, and it only exists for a short period of time. And in general, like it's cool to come back to pieces I've done before and see, like, hey, they're still there. But for the most part, when I move on to another project, I don't typically dwell on the fact that my last project either still exists or has completely washed away. In my mind, right. I've moved on to the next thing. Uh, and in general... Um, we're, we're all just dust in the wind, a candle in the wind, and uh, I don't need things to outlast my life. So, so this is really interesting to me. So, what's interesting about your skill and talent is that you you could choose to do things that would last a long time, correct? A la Da Vinci. So, which which do you actually prefer? Like, if if you okay, here's the question. If you could only make one final piece of art before your demise, would you want it? 2049. <laughs> Let's say it's 2048, 11 p.m., uh-huh. the strike of midnight, we both expire. Would you prefer to, in that time, paint your masterpiece in like a form that will last, like a painting on canvas? Or would you rather do a chalk thing, something ephemeral that would only be temporary. I kind of like the poetic nature of doing something in chalk on my final final hour. Well, Man, I didn't expect that. Well, here's the thing. You are involved um, and your wife is involved in music. Um, Right. I was just thinking of this comparison. So just like an orchestral, um, a beautiful moment, you can capture it, you can record it, um, just like I can take pictures of a piece of chalk art and so like it can last on the internet if I want it to but the actual experiencing of the performance that exact performance is a once in a lifetime thing you may repeat yes. it again you may do it again you may capture it but there's nothing like being there and hearing the string swell yes 
I was just thinking of the comparison because a live musical performance is just like a chalk piece. You can only enjoy it there as, as it's existing. Exactly. And, you know, I, I find this so interesting. This leads well into the movie we're doing today, <laughs> ironically. If I could turn back time. <laughs> but there's actually a, a classical composer, John Rutter. Um, he does a lot of choral and orchestral works. He actually spends his is spending his career putting an emphasis on recording his works because he feels like recording is this amazing ability to have something last forever. Mm-hmm. But it's so weird, you know, like when I was more doing more classical music, like in college and shortly after, I felt like I wanted to be a composer so I could write something that would last the test of time. And so sure. like fall, long after my death, people would see, you know, like Bach, Beethoven, Mozart. We have no recordings Robles. of them. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit. <laughs> it doesn't fit in that line. But, <clears throat> you know, we know their names and we admire them because of their skill of what they wrote, even though we never know how they sounded. And so that always, in the back of my mind, haunts me. What What work can I do? And this is why... Uh, we're getting real deep here, but I I had at one point thought about being a writer on technology that covers like the news, like covers the technology that comes out. Sure. But what drew me what drew me away from that is the fact that twenty years from now, no one's going to care. You know, you don't go back and read the headlines from the 1990s, unless it's some amazing journalistic event. Like if you get to cover the first Mars landing or if you cover, you know, World War II D-Day. But for the most part, there's just so much that's produced there. Like writing about the moment seems like it's so temporary and and meaningless almost. That's the definition of a moment. (laughs) Exactly. And so in the back of my mind, I always wonder what – what am I going to create in my lifetime that can last? And the deeper question of, of does it even matter if it lasts or is it more beautiful because it's ephemeral, like you said? Sure. I don't know. Does that, does that ever, you ever think about that? Uh, yes, at times, but for the most part, I believe maybe the career of chalk artists, have, if nothing else, has taught me <laughs> that, like, I don't know. This is my, my deep take on it is that, you know what? Once I'm dead, I'm not going to really care if I have, if someone like looks at a painting that I created or if anything, they will care more and maybe sell it for a lot of money. But for the most part, um, I, I hope to make the world a better place through the relationships and through the people that I come in contact with and less about I'll be remembered for the wonderful work that I create. Because mm. even, I mean, art in general is beautiful and can last through the years, but like I don't uh, have a deep connection with Donatello. The Ninja Turtle. <laughs> the Ninja. <laughs> I knew you'd go there, so I wanted to beat you to it. I think, That's interesting. I think living your life hoping that you have a, a, a legend or a, uh, a legacy is what I mean that goes beyond your life. Um, makes you kind of miss the moments mm. wow and that is our deep deep take on the ephemeral versus <laughs> the permanent well i'm going to move on to a, a not deep topic at all okay please well th- that was excellent but i have something complete that i like a psa i'd like to share okay um, i know we have some fans in the tampa area so i just want to say this 
in the Tampa International Airport, there <laughs> there is an escalator that takes you to the rental car shuttle. This takes you like everyone has to go on this escalator. This, uh, this yes. escalator takes you to where if you get a rental car in Tampa International Airport, there is an escalator that has that the hand, um, what are they called? Arm guard or whatever those things you put your hand on the sides yeah, yeah. move yeah. faster than the <laughs> stairs. <laughs> I've never experienced this before, but it is alarming to put your hand down and slowly have your hand inch ahead of you until <laughs> eventually you're reaching forward and you have to but it made me appreciate the engineering of all other escalators that time out your hands and your feet perfectly so i just want to let you know like if you ever rent a car in tampa international airport just take note of the escalator that takes you to the rental cars all right well let's talk about a movie you know i was almost going to say a light a more light-hearted movie but actually mm. this one's kind of it's pretty deep it has some moments, yeah. It has some moments. So you chose the wonderful movie About Time, which is a romantic drama. I mean, comedy, like there's funny moments, but it's a drama. Right. It's a drama. But oh, go ahead. It's from the creators of Love Actually and Notting Hill. I am, mm-hmm. uh, oh, and Four Weddings and a Funeral, apparently. I am a big, big Notting Hill fan. Mm. That was that the... With- Hugh Who, who's that, that, who you grant? That's right. And, yes. and Julie Roberts. And that is a like great one. Owns like a bookstore, and she's like yes. a famous actress. And this is the one where he says, uh, "Oh, forget about it." Is that what that one? Uh, where he tries to say, "Oh, forget about it." Oh no, that's. Uh, I don't think so. No, that's a different movie with Hugh Grant. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan. And so the other part of this movie is uh, time travel, which is an especially. <laughs> <laughs> a fun topic for me to talk about. Do you Absolutely. enjoy time travel stuff? I love it so much. My wife and I have have many discussions. If we ever see a movie with time travel, discussing how we believe time travel uh, to work. Did you happen to um, <laughs> watch the video, video that I sent? I did not get a chance to. Okay, I wanted to. Is it going to blow my mind? No, it doesn't blow your mind. It just explains a lot of the different methods that uh, different fiction devices use. Right. In for time travel. Yeah. And I always feel like the one, the big question of time travel in any movie that has that as an element is, can you change the future or can you change your present by going to the past and adjusting it? Um, And so I, I honestly really like how this movie does it. And I feel like, it does a great job with the time travel element and not making it super weird and actually bringing like meaningful repercussions because of what you change. Oh, okay. So I have, I'm, I'm a mixed bag on the time travel in this movie. So we can discuss Mm. this further because I feel like I enjoy the romance of this movie much more than the, like I would say this is less of a time travel movie, more of a romance movie with a time travel element to it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, did you see this recently? I did. I actually saw it uh, back in, I think, probably 2014 or something like that. And then I talked to fan of the show, Jackson, um, a friend of mine who now lives in Texas. And this is his favorite romantic comedy. This is Mm. number one for him. So I... 
I watched it recently on a plane because I wanted to kind of re retake it in. So shout out to Jackson, fan of the show. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I am. It's been a while since I watched it, and so I'm. I will lean on you recalling some of the major scenes. Um, but the premise is this guy can. Okay, I guess his family line. He can go back in time, and just am I correct? In, just, just, just the men. It's a patriarchal ability. Um, am I accurate in thinking like he, whenever he goes back, he has to come back to his present life? Is that accurate? Like he goes back in time and then he comes back to see what changes are made? I think if he goes really, like this is part that gets a little bit hazy. If he goes really far back, he can do like one little change and then pop on back to the present to kind of see like what has happened. Okay. Um, But if he goes back a little bit, I think he he just replays it and goes on with this new timeline. And that's what he does. So when he meets... It's a speed dating scene, right? Where yes. he meets Rachel McAdams. And in the first go around, she walks away and he does not pursue her. Well, right? no, no, not in the, in the first go around. They go to the, the speed dating thing in a, like a blackout restaurant. So you can't see right. anything. They have a great time. They kind of click and connect outside of the restaurant. Mm-hmm. They like see each other for the first time they like each other and then she gives him her number and he's like i'm definitely going to call you so like she walks away at the end of the date but they like he has her number this is going to be great but then he has to go back in time to help his playwright uh flatmate um like keep from being ruined as a playwright and by doing that he lives a different timeline where he doesn't go on this date with rachel mcadams therefore he looks at his phone and he does not have her number so he has to in a series of of creepy things um try to meet her again and get her to like him i think and then she has a boyfriend the next time through so he has to go back a little bit further and sabotage that Right. Okay. Yes, I, I do recall that. So, one of the things I remember. So, this movie's rated R. Right. And I did watch this movie with Vid Angel, our mm-hmm. good friend. <laughs> which you can it. go back. You can go back in our archives and look at that explanation. But whatever I filtered out, it did skip like minutes at a time here and there. <laughs> and so. Oh, it did. It, yeah, I, I forget what it was, but it it was a little disjointed um, when I watched it. But I, I, my wife and I still enjoyed it. I so think the, um, I think probably. I mean, like, there's quite a bit of language in the movie, but I think there's yes. w- there the one scene I think that you probably uh, would skip out on is after they he kind of like meets her the second time and they go on a date, whatever. Uh, he does like goes back to her place and they have like a scene that he relives over and over again trying to be better in bed and so I think oh, that is probably, probably the scene that he's, yeah. <laughs> he tries to be like an expert lover so he relives the moment like three times and knows exactly what uh, to do I gotcha okay yeah I didn't I didn't see so you didn't, it's not not too important to the to the movie to the plot okay right I will say I, I from what I remember I like the scenes when he and his dad, like when his dad is trying to teach him how to do it, 
I think those are kind of cool moments. Right. I like that. The one, the one moment that really struck me was, so he and Rachel McAdams, they get married and then they have a child. Mm -hmm. And then can you remind me what happens where he has to go back in time? Like part of the, like he goes back in time before he had a child and then comes back to the present. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Right, exactly. He jumps back. Uh, I want to say he jumps back in time because his sister is in a, a, an abusive relationship. Right. Uh, his, his, and he wants to go back to keep her from meeting him. Um, so he jumps and apparently holds her hand and jumps back with her, which is a whole new wrinkle in time travel. Right. Which more questions come later from that. But uh, <laughs> so like he makes sure he doesn't meet. Uh, she doesn't meet. Right. Him. She doesn't meet him. Right. But and then when he re- he returns. Re- right. Yeah. He returns and then his child is literally different. Like he has exactly. a different child who is like a different gender. Like she's a completely different child. And his dad has to explain to him like you change the timeline. And so it has, you know, infinite ramifications a la ashton kutcher's butterfly effect right. you know kind you of go idea back, yeah if you go back in time before you made a baby that like the odds are like you're just going to every you're gonna small have a infinitesimal baby. change you're gonna have a different baby but right. then so we find out later that his dad has cancer right um and his he eventually dies in the movie but uh donald gleason the main guy right. goes goes back in time and like plays ping pong with his dad while he's right. still alive. But when he he then they have another kid. They they are about to have another child. He knows um, he can't go back. He can't go back and see his dad because his dad died before they got pregnant with their last child. Right, and I just I will say the scene of him playing ping pong with his dad knowing it's going to be the last time. Oh man. That that's a heavy scene, but also so good. Like I think his all, relationship, all I think his relationship with his dad may be one of the best parts of this movie. Yes. And the fact that like there's a lot of love and respect between the two of them and the the dad's kind of, you know, like witty and like enjoying their time together, but also like their final scene where they jump back to go like play on the beach. Yeah. When the main guy's like a son, like a son, and they have like yeah. one final time together. Oh my word! I'm about to tear up just thinking about it. That's oh. a that's a powerful that's a powerful scene. Well, the the fact that like when you have tons like the fact that you can go like he goes back and sees him after his dad died, and basically is like his dad's like, "Why are you so sad?" He's like, "Well, you you died, right?" <laughs> sort of thing. But in you know in his dad's timeline, he's still alive. Right. Right. Oh. It's heavy. And also, I'm just looking at a couple of the pictures now, like the beautiful scenery of the cliffside and the ocean there. Yeah. Was, I remember it being just a beautiful looking movie with all that, that scenery. I, so. I believe it's supposed to be based in Cornwall, which is right, where right. the PBS show Poldark takes place, a great mm. TV show on its own. Hmm. Merits. Hmm. So let's, let's talk a little bit about... Um, before we get into time travel because i think we're about to just dive in on time travel what did you how did you feel about uh rachel mcadams and donald gleason's romance and their relationship in this movie 
I buy it, and I like it. From what I remember, I, I thought it was it was one of the reasons that made the movie good. Right. Is uh, I feel like they did they had a good relationship on screen. I thought a really telling part was when I believe I don't know how to say her name Margot Robbie 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 right is in, Robbie. This, yeah. in this movie and she's like his like first love from way back when and she basically like offers to be with him uh, and he he could very well like cheat on his wife and then go back in time and you know and not but right. instead he decides to like say no and go back to his wife. Yeah. Or I guess his girlfriend at the time, and then he marries her. I thought that was a really cool, uh, not often done uh, Hollywood yes. moment. Yeah, there, exactly. There is something that bothers me. I mean, I really like their romance for the most part. There yeah. is something that bothers me about this movie, and that is this. He never tells her about time travel, and that is... It is something that Bill Nye, his dad, basically is like, we don't tell, any- we don't tell anyone. We just kind of do the thing. Right. And the, and the, the idea that like, he kind of swindles, uh, swindles her to meet her, a little bit of a charlatan move to like, get her to like him, a la yeah. Groundhog's Day, right. and, <laughs> and, and lives, later on lives his life, like, plays the day over twice. So, like, the second day, he's, like, seeing the beauty in life and loving it. And yeah. the fact that he never tells Rachel McAdams, his wife, and the fact that you can hold hands and jump back in time together, he literally literally has the power to help her relive each day with him and go through this life living their best days. And I, I don't know. I, I just feel like as a married man, I, don't, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. I, I'm trying to think back. I listened or watched something recently about, you know, part of the human experience is like how how can we limit suffering and limit um, any of our wrong choices? And so if you imagine a world where you never made a wrong decision and you always knew how to make things turn out well and you always knew how they were going to turn out, if you did, if you lived that life long enough, it would almost create a sense of boredom to know. And so if that was the case and we could then choose to like not know how certain things turned out that we would eventually begin to choose the unknown that we would want to actually the be surprised. By the, yeah. The yeah. excitement. Yeah. And so, well, I, I don't know. He, he ends up living, he ends up living each day once. Like you said, like that's right. kind of what he learned is like, I don't need to relive each day to see the beauty of it. I can live it as if, um, you know, the, the day has already, you know, live yeah, it yeah. great the first time around. Yeah. And then he, cause at the end of the movie, he eventually he, he's not going to do the time travel thing anymore. Right. Is that basically how he leaves it? Uh, yeah. I think for the most part, I mean, he has no problem messing with time. Like throughout this movie, he has no problem going back mm-hmm. and trying to make things better for himself. I don't know. Like, no worry about the butterfly effect for other people in their lives. <laughs> true, true. I guess minus his sister, he helps. But yeah, the fact that like he never he never tells her. Okay, here's right. a question for you: Would you tell your wife if you were a time traveler, or would that be like a superhero you have to like to protect her? Right. Ah. Uh, 
I don't know. That's a good question. I feel like you would have to really explain all the ramifications that you've experienced <laughs> trying to monkey with the past. I feel like, honestly, my wife would be like, yeah, that's great. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I think that's what you would say. But what well, about you? I, I think I would. I think I would like kind of share that. I mean, it would be a burden in some ways to my wife. I mean, what, as it what would be if, a, a weight. Right. What if she asked you if she if you could take her back to change something, would you capitulate regardless of the request? <laughs> I feel like that, that might create some serious arguments. I think I think it would too, but I, the biggest argument is at some point in time in my sleep I say I'm a time traveler and I use this to make you love me. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, in this story for the movie, I feel like the the initial interaction with the two of them points to that they would have had a, you know, if he would have not monkeyed with the past, like they would have gone on to have a good relationship. So I don't feel like he's being totally dishonest. Right. No, that's it, true. I just think like you're gonna find moments where, um, if you're if both of your parents sets of parents have passed away, and every day you go and hang out with your dad. And be like, oh, this is great. I get to like see my dad again. And she's mourning over the loss of her parents. And it's like, oh, you could go <laughs> see your parents too. Right. But nah. Yeah, I would. I would. Def- yeah. That'd be tough. I, w- I mean, I would definitely tell my wife I had the ability. I, but, man, time travel. So, okay. So, in this movie... Going to okay, going to time travel a little bit. This movie posits that you can go back in time. He replaces himself in the past, so he it's not like he goes and sees the other version of him living the life he did before. Right. Like he's not like an out of body time traveler. He replaces where he was in the past. Right. Which I don't know if he just if he's someplace other than the closet that he jumps back to if that person just disappears and he's mm. he's back. But he can change the past and change a different timeline. Um, there are other movies where I don't know you call it fate or predestination or something dictates that you can go back but you can't change things. Right. Really. Uh, a la right. deja vu. Um, and there were some other things the one of my well when we get to our top five well i'll save it (laughs) but yeah yeah there are movies that posit you can't change anything no matter how hard you try right like it's still or there's the other the other thought is that if you've gone back you already went back and you already changed something so when you lived through reality the first time around Mm. you have already experienced the change of the time travel, which is my favorite time travel thought. Like if, if time travel doing it the first time. Yeah. If time travel already exists and like at this moment in time, I would have gone back, like I would have gone back and either seen myself or something would have changed at this point in the first time around. So that's my, that's my, it gives me the one flow of reality all the way through and not a splintering river tributary aspect. So let's, time travel question, let's assume that you could change the course of events if you could, you know, let's say you can go into the past and you can actually converse with your past self. 
So in like this kind of that kind of time travel idea, and my past self doesn't freak out. Right. So the question is, like, let's say you're sixty something, and you go back in time to now. What does sixty something you tell thirty something you to convince you that it's actually future you? Like, what if, if it's not too personal? What would you? What would? Is there something that he could say that you would know definitively? Oh shoot! This is future me. Um. Nathan, dear Nathan, I know that when you were eight years old, you picked your boogers and put them on the metal bed frame underneath your bed (laughs) until they got all crusty when you picked your bed in the middle of the night. I would say, I would say, welcome future, future self. Well, now, now that one thing is ruined because it's out right. there in the world. Well, I, I have plenty of, the, of, I have plenty uh, of those things in life. Has that thing not been spoken until this moment? Um, yes. This is... <laughs> this is future, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Cut this out of the recording, Stephen. <laughs> Do you really want me to cut that out? <laughs> no, I ain't ashamed. But there are plenty of things that I would never say, even on a podcast, that I would just be like, hey, remember? So you, you have a library of, of facts. Right. That do even wait, if you... Do you not? Yes. I feel like I, I could probably come up with like a hundred things that like out of just sheer embarrassment or like, yeah. Assuming that 60-something-year-old me can remember enough accurate things about 10-year-old me that 30-year-old me can remember now... Then I should be in good shape. Okay, let's let's move on to this next question, which is this. Yeah. Okay, you're 60 years old, and you come back to, let's say, 20-year-old Stephen, okay? Yes. Um, we're, we'll say out of, take out of the hypothetical that you would potentially, like, change the future for the worse. Let's say that anything that you, like, any advice you give your 20-year-old self would all be fine in the in the world of changes and things what encouraging or like what life advice would you give to young steven not out of college steven so wait, you're saying me 30 something now talking to 10 years ago me okay we'll do that yeah because i guess i don't well, you wouldn't know what 60 year old steven would would say to 20 year old yeah let's okay or no let's even better this is better what if 30-something Stephen can't went back and talked to 15-year-old Stephen. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Would you, what would you, what would you say? Not to like change anything, but just to like give a little bit of encouragement to 15-year-old self. I would have said, take AP English <laughs> and don't let that teacher scare you out of doing it because one day you will have wished to have understood the English language more because <laughs> it will help you in your writing and speaking later in life. That would be the one thing I would tell him. And if I could a second, I would have said, after you take that AP English course, start writing about Apple. Uh, and buy Apple stock. And buy a ton of Apple stock. And uh, then uh, you won't regret it later. 
the, the, I think those are the two things I would I would tell them to do. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Maybe get a computer engineering degree instead of music too. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Yeah, same th- same question for you. Um, yeah, I th- I would have said I would have encouraged fifteen year old. I went by Nathan at the time. Fifteen year old Nathan. I would have said, <laughs> listen, you will eventually have a wife. So, <laughs> so, so don't be so scared. Was that a serious like worry at the time? I think so. I think it was a worry of like who will love me. I mean, it's it's <laughs> like fifteen year old. I think was like peak braces, glasses, acne, like the the did you not the non holy trifecta. <laughs> <sighs> when and, when did you and then I would you say, in- hey, uh, you lose your hair at age thirty, so enjoy that. <laughs> enjoy it while you can. <laughs> <laughs> Never cut it. Never <laughs> grow long flowing locks. And then I think I would have said, "Hey, um when you go to college, um focus on what you want to do w- for a living and not about getting good grades in college. Actually, like try to learn skills and yeah. because when you're 30 years old, you will want to go through college again as a more um self-disciplined student." Yeah. And then my 15-year-old would say, get lost. (laughs) You know, that is like one of the universal paradoxes where I think most people would love to tell their younger selves, hey, do college this way because you'll really appreciate it later. But all of us at age 18 would say, get lost. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Even even if it was future us Well, the fact that we go to college at age 18, it's like, in some ways, I wish I would have like, you know, like, I don't, people don't. I don't think end up going back to college that much after they've been in the workforce for a while. But I would have been like, "Hey, yeah. maybe I, like go to college age twenty four, and like see how that goes for you." <laughs> yeah, or or <sighs> hindsight. It's twenty twenty, Nate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, but, was there anything else you want to say about the movie? Oh, <laughs> oh go ahead. No, oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. keep going if you have something else. No, I was just saying like for the most like in time travel. The the scariest thing is even if you could go back and change things, there is just like there are things in your life that you love now, even in the most like rough times, that you would be like, I hope that doesn't get changed. Right. And like the like the idea of like, oh no, what if what if this? So like time travel in general. Here's what I love. In real life, if I could time travel, I would hope to not actually have any uh, corporeal form slash influence, <laughs> but more like right. a, a Christmas carol where I could be just kind of a, right. so I could go witness the past right, and be a uh, an observer right, versus someone who can actually change the past. I feel like that would be a lot of fun and, and terrifying. Both. I know. <laughs> And super depressing, probably. <laughs> and I hope no one's with me, maybe except my wife, on right, these right. journeys. <laughs> hey, look, he's picking his nose and putting it under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what? Let's let's rate this movie. Okay. And because of the the f- the wonderful scene of playing ping pong, mm. let's say from zero to five table tennis balls. How would you rate this movie, Nate? I'm going to have you go first. I feel like I went oh, okay. first last time. Yeah, I think you did because I always ask the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to give this movie a solid four. A four out of five tennis or uh, table tennis balls. Uh, I think it's it's a great 
romance movie. I think it's uh, it does time travel to me at least in an interesting way. That the fact that there are ramifications like the whole child thing and you know his dad's dying and he can only see him that one last time. Like I I really liked all of that. Uh, I did again watch it on VidAngel. So depending on your sensitivity to, to cursing and stuff like that, I'm not sure how how it does there. But uh, if if you're in the mood for a romance movie, uh, I think it's really good. All right, cool. How about you? I'm going to give 3.75. Oh, you're bringing quarters into the mix. <laughs> well, okay, it's like three ping pong balls, but like the fourth one's little cracked. Uh, <laughs> and it might like you can still play with it, but every once in a while it's got a weird hop. Yeah, yeah. You can hear it. You can hear the crack. <laughs> right. But you can't find it when you actually look at the ball. Right, exactly. <laughs> um I really like I really enjoy it. I think the fact that he doesn't share it with her I it's gets it's stuck in my It bothers craw. you. It bothers it do, you. It yeah. does. It does from the standpoint of like I don't know. I believe you should like radical transparency in your mm. marital relationship and i feel like that would have not like i wish he would have at least attempted it and tried and then like if it went poorly he could have gone back and not mentioned it i feel like that scene would have that's maybe all i would have needed i got you if he had like okay. give he did he gave his sister a ride through time but not his wife anyway, right um his relationship with his dad i would even if you're not like super into like romantic movies, I believe his relationship with his dad is enough, like kind of a tearjerker, to yeah. make me recommend this movie. So yes, I recommend it. It's a a fun watch. Well, we have a fun top five. I was a little worried when we said all right, top five time travel movies because I couldn't remember off the top of my head, but upon googling. So many, so many, <laughs> so many movies about time travel that uh, that also I love. Um, even some old ones that I had forgotten about, but I think are super good. So I have um, <clears throat> five honorable mentions. <laughs> I Yikes! I don't know about you. I have but, one. Uh, okay, well, good. Well, what is your honorable mention here? Okay, I know this is this is crazy. This is super crazy, but because this is definitely in your top five. I'm not even sure. Should I not even mention it? Because like I'm so sure it'll be maybe like top three for you. Should I just hold it? You in think so? Like, here's no, no. I'm curious. No, no, no. Here's what I'll do. When you say it in your list, I will say I will like yell honorable mention. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so, okay. So give your so give your five. So. I put this about time movie in my honorable mentions because I did love it, mm-hmm. but I love a lot of those more. I put Arrival in my honorable mentions, and mm. now I read a thing on this. There's not a lot of time travel, travel. per se, but the premise is uh, real time bendy, and I loved that movie. So I put that. Uh, you know, I didn't know if it counted, so I put it in my honorable mentions. Uh, Looper, you know, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I like Bruce Willis. I like that, uh, and because I just. Can't get enough X Men. I put Days of Future Past. Ooh, right. That, I'll put that in my honorable. I'll add that to my honorable mentions as well. I really like yeah. that. my my favorite uh, X Men movie actually. So it was. Oh yeah, it was. It was very good. And I, I'm putting one other thing here, and I am also 100 percent sure it is in your top five. 
So I'll hold this one honorable mention until what you if, mention it. What if we're holding the same one? <laughs> that's that's what I'm really wondering, and neither of us mentioned it in the top five. I'm really curious. Okay. Right, so let's go. To, let's just go to the five. Let's do it. Well, what's your five? My number five is Groundhog Day. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I know it's a great movie. It is. I think the really interesting thing about it is that it is time travel with the knowledge of what you've done before and the sort of right. like the, the whole Bill Murray trapped in that loop of that day and going yeah. from, and I think it really uh, adequately kind of, it just exemplifies what the process of everyone's time travel would be like, like right, right. very like, worldly like hey i'm just gonna have fun and get rich and then it goes to like i i want to be loved and then it's i want to learn things and be it's like great. five stages the five stages of grief but it's yeah like the it's five the five stages, stages of, time. of time travel exactly. <laughs> exactly and i feel like it really it really shows that so number five yeah. well my number five is men in black three mm. because uh, i love the men in black series will smith going back young tommy lee jones character i like all that so Men in Black 3. Cool. You're number four. Number four, Source Code. <laughs> yes. I've actually never seen it. So I I recommend it. It is a movie that requires a lot of conversation after you watch it. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, objectively, not like the greatest movie in the world. But for me, I could talk about Source Code all day. Hmm. Maybe we do that on a future episode. I have to watch it. Jake Gyllenhaal, who's right, now been right. in two time travel movies. With that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, Rachel mm. McAdams has now been in four. So there's that. What were, what were the other ones she was in? She was in About Time. She was in Time Traveler's Wife, playing another right. wife of a time traveler. Right, right. Uh, she was in something with the word Midnight with Owen Wilson, and then she was in Doctor Strange, who does some time manipulation as well. That is right. That she never right. gets to be in. She never gets to be involved in the time travel. <laughs> She's just time travel adjacent. Right. Okay. Well, my number four. Midnight in Paris. There it is. Oh, that's the other one. Gotcha. My number four is Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. And while he does not go back in time, the time bendedness of the planet with super gravity and then you know time moving faster. Because it's actually based in science. Time dilation as you approach Time the speed dilation. of light. Yes. I, uh, I mean, I enjoy the movie as a whole, uh, but that idea and how they played that out, like, pretty cool. So, yeah, Interstellar, number four. I hope we can get to this, both of these top fives, and we do not have the same, any of these the same, which is very possible. With this, I think it is very possible, Nate. <laughs> I know you will not have my number three because I don't think you've watched it. Harry okay. Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Nope. Never it seen the, it. It is the third movie in the Harry Potter uh, world, and it involves time travel where you have gone back and you have already done it, but you didn't know you already did it, and then when you mm. replay it back with the time travelers involved, um, it all makes sense, and it's not what it's not as it appears the first time around. A really elegant time travel part of that movie. Interesting. Hmm. Okay. Well, my number three is a Tom Cruise movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which uh, you may know it as Live, Die, Repeat. 
Have you seen this movie? I have a couple times, actually. <laughs> I actually enjoy that movie. I mean, first of all, Tom Cruise. It's hard for me to not enjoy something with Tom Cruise in it. But I actually feel like they... I don't know. I like the t- the, the time loop idness of it and uh, how they resolve it and everything. <laughs> I'm down with it. It was fun to watch. So... Live, die, repeat. <laughs> I think Tom what's Cruise. happening is that we are both just going like we. These are all just like guilty pleasures for us. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. Think we, our own version of time travel is just like <laughs> we threw out and, like uh, whether these are good movies or not, and more just like oh yeah, that time travel. The top, the top two movies, I, I would actually stand by in quality, but yeah, th- these are just guilty pleasures. <laughs> so, yep, yeah. yep. Live, die, okay. repeat. Number two. Yes. Back to the Future. Honorable mention. All right. Yes. <laughs> Back to the Future, the first one. Okay. Right. I, I right. think I'm going to give it credit for like a lot of fun uh, alternate timeline and the. I don't. I don't think that version of time travel is my favorite, but it's right. kind of cool. Like he sees himself disappearing from the yeah. pictures and stuff, and there's yeah. a little bit of. It was groundbreaking in some yeah. ways. Yeah, and I feel like, I mean, the whole series yep. is just famous for lots of reasons. And so that, I put it in my honorable mentions because you have to mention it. And, I mean, I do love things like the hoverboard and the train in uh, Back to the Future 3 and all that. So mm-hmm. lots of things to love about it. But the, I, they're not my favorite movies, honestly. I, I mean, that Just that, that DeLorean going to, is it 88 oh, miles yeah. an hour or whatever? Yeah. And the electricity yeah, yeah. is just such an iconic way to time travel. Probably my favorite yeah, time absolutely. travel method. Right, right. Flux capacitor. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Great movies. All right. Well, my number two is the movie Frequency. Have you seen this movie? Uh, no, I haven't, actually. I know it has Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid and Jim Caviezel, a.k.a. Jesus, mm-hmm. from The Passion. Mm-hmm. And this is not as much a time travel movie, but... They can communicate across time using their ham radios or whatever. And so they're, yeah, communicating that way uh, across time. And it's and really cool. It's a father-son, right? It's, a fa- it's again, yeah, it's another father-son thing. Um, there's like, I think one of them is a fireman. I think the father is like a fireman or something. I can't, re- I can't remember well, but I do remember it was actually a good movie. Um, so yeah, just check it out. Frequency. It's my number two. So give me your number one. <laughs> uh, there's a, there's like a one percent chance we have the same movie as number one. Uh, I might be less than that. My number one movie is Deja Vu. The Denzel Washington movie. Yep. Denzel Washington. <laughs> Denzel Washington. That. Jim Caviezel, aka right. Jesus. <laughs> Again, yes. He's back. Yeah. This, the they set like they can send notes and things back, and then they end up sending Denzel back, and that's kind of a what will happen will continue to happen, but maybe not the same way. There's a little right. bit of a, a thrust of of predestination in there. Right. Um, I don't. I I know it's not probably the best, but. If ever it's on <laughs> or available for streaming, I've probably watched it three or four times. I love it. Really? I love Deja ah. Vu. And I think it's it's an interesting time travel thing. Like at some point in time, they see at the crime scene, like 
these magnets spelled out on the fridge saying you can save her and Denzel right. sees that and then like later back in the past after he's jumped back he knows like he has seen it before so he knows what to spell right. which is like a circular logic that's trippy right <laughs> is that the one where there's like a, a chase like a car chase scene Right. He's like looking into the past or something. He's got a headset where he can kind yeah. of see the past, but also like one eye is seeing the present. Right, I right. Think, I think that movie's super interesting. I do remember enjoying it. I'll have to watch it again. I only seen it once. Well, now I'm curious. I only have one movie left on my list. Okay, it you, is. You want me to yell honorable mention? If it's the one that you had in yours, okay. Yeah, it is the 2002 movie. The Time Machine. <laughs> Star. <laughs> nope. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Wait, so what was yours? Uh, Terminator. Oh, you know, I saw that in there. I thought Terminator would for sure get something on yours. I was wrong. Here's the thing. I've seen Terminator 2 a couple times, and I've seen the other ones all at least once, but... Again, they're not like my favorite movies. Right. Uh, they're they're great. You know, they're great movies. Um, but I also don't think of those time travel movies. But so the Time Machine, starring Guy Pierce. Have you ever seen this movie? Okay, hold on a second. Is this? Yeah, yes, I have. Is this one of the movies you stand behind as a great movie? Now it's been a long time since I've seen this. Uh huh. But it uh-huh. is based on the H.G. Wells novel. Sure. The Time sure. Machine. There was an older movie, and so this is a remake of yep. the Time Machine. Yep. Well, a couple things I like about it. One, he's like in the, he's living in like what early 1900s or 1800s, um, whatever, and his fiance gets shot by like a, a burglar, and so he makes he he was already working on a time machine, but he finishes it to go back in time to save her. And this is one of those situations where no matter how many times he goes back, she always dies. Whether it's being hit by a horse carriage or something. And later in the movie, the explanation is given like, well, you have only made the time machine. You were only driven to finish it because she died. So the very fact that you're going back in time with your time machine, like she has to die in order for you to have invented it. Right. And so I feel like it has an airtight reason for the predestined nature of his fiance dying. And so I feel like they closed that loop pretty well. We might have found a, we might have found a new movie to watch here because this is twenty nine percent on the Rotten Tomato meter, and thirty seven percent audiences liked it. This movie lost money in the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should watch it. And again, a hundred percent. This is rose colored glasses era. Oh man, for me. But I, I remember watching this movie many times as a teenager. And uh, just really loving it. For this is going to be a Godzilla whatever. situation. I just know it. Well, dear listener, if you hadn't noticed, we changed our name. And so you can now follow us on at Movies on the Side on Twitter. And you can go to moviesontheside.com to suggest a terrible movie and to rate us on iTunes. That would be very helpful. And we also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash moviesontheside, if you'd like to support the show. And you can follow Nate at Nate Baranowski, me at Stephen Robles. And we had a special guest last episode that we had some heard some great things about, Matt Glover. So uh, you should go back and listen to the, uh, what episode was that? What did we talk about? 
Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Jurassic all the World. Jurassic, all, all the Jurassic, Jurassic movies, <laughs> all the Jurassics, and uh, I think we might have some special guests coming up again soon. Some different guests, uh, yeah. So that should be fun. Love it. All right. You got anything else, Nate? Uh, no. Had a great time with you, Stephen. Let's do it again sometime. 